welcome to The Point Podcast, monthly articles on recovery and fellowship written by members of AA in San Francisco and Marin. The Point publishes original articles, interviews, reviews, poems, photos, and illustrations with a local SF Bay Area focus. Our current issue can be found at aasfmarin.org slash the point. That's the point. T-H-E dash P-O-I-N-T. The website also provides a link for those who are interested in contributing. The first story today reflects on step four. Principle four, courage by John W. Long before I became a grateful alcoholic, never thought I would describe myself in that way, I heard the gift of courage described as fortitude. I had an intellectual sense of foxhole courage, but having never been in the military, I had no literal reality to frame the term. When I began losing my battle with the disease of alcoholism, the consequences led me to AA. I experienced the miracle which allowed me to achieve a daily reprieve from my disease. In that awakening, with the help of others, I worked the 12 steps, sought to live the 12 traditions, and even learned of the 12 concepts. As I strove to practice these principles in all of my affairs, I had to ask myself what on earth did that really mean? Dearest Maggie, a darling octogenarian with over half of that time sober, drove my home group to tears of laughter. She said she thought compliance with this suggestion meant she needed to increase her liaisons with different men. But when the laughter subsided, she put the joke aside to burn into your consciousness as only she could what it had been like when she drank and how she made it to AA. She would put flesh on the skeleton of the principles without naming them. My sponsor conveyed the 12 principles through the oral tradition of AA. Honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, perseverance, spirituality, and service. As I worked the steps, each principle was vaguely recognizable. Yet they seemed as elusive as a finger of fog beneath the bridge on a blossoming October morn in the city. Like good friends who arrive when needed, the principles shed light and guide to the next right thing in spite of doubt or fear. These days I zoom from one virtual meeting to the next. It's a march that came in like one lion and exited into April as a pride of them, not a lamb to be seen. The principle of courage is on the near horizon. Born from a faith which knows the only thing to fear is fear itself, fortitude carries the alcoholic through troubled times. No difficulty is so great that we can't confront it with integrity. I heard the principle of courage expressed in those sharing their experience, strength, and hope in my Zoom rooms, and I needed to hear it. I attended a Zoomer from my hometown to strike back at that feeling of aloneness the shelter-in-place mandates fostered. I tuned in elsewhere just for a change of pace. The response in the end was always the same. Have courage. You are not alone in this battle. I saw in my Zoomers how vital and necessary it was to have been searching and fearless when I had taken that inventory. That tool in my spiritual kit, the fourth principle of courage, was now put to use in ways I had never imagined. A few weeks before, it would have seemed impossible. 
Courage, the principle of step four, is honed with inventories. Today it meant confronting the fears of the pandemic. This was me in real time practicing the principles in all my affairs to build the arch through which we pass to freedom. In our next story, an AA shares her thoughts on step 11. Prayer by Brie L. This alcoholic never was much for prayer and meditation. They were for the geriatric set. Meditation was for yogis, not for me. Life was to be lived and grabbed, carpe the diem. Besides, I was too busy, too involved. I had to plan, prepare, and my life needed a lot of micromanaging. Prayer was something a person did at church. There was one main prayer, the Our Father, that everyone knew and said. That was the Methodist Our Father, with the add-ons, not the shorter Catholic one. Prayer was appropriate only on special occasions, church, funerals, and, of course, times of gigantic stress. For a while, transcendental meditation was all the rage. Being a self-willed alcoholic, I skipped a $75 mantra fee, and did it myself. My 20-minute meditations were abbreviated to 10 and then 5. My foray into TM lasted about a week. In my late teens, I saw the light and converted to Catholicism. My prayer capacity increased. I learned the correct Our Father, along with the Hail Mary, both necessary for penance after confession. There was also the closing prayer for a perfect act of contrition. All along there was a truckload of times when I prayed, and it was quite explicit, but didn't seem to work. This includes early years of praying that my father would stop drinking. Later, I prayed to find a suitable husband. Approaching steps 11 and 12 with the guidance of my sponsor, I tiptoed around prayer and meditation. Of course I could rattle off prayers. Hey, I had some down cold. But as with life, I was physically present, but not spiritually aware. Although I did look very holy as I lifted my eyes to heaven. With steps 11 and 12, my higher power came down from the heavens, off the wall and into my heart. Along with that, my prayers also evolved. Today, the third step prayer is a mainstay. Father Tom talked of using one breath per word, and that slowed the whole process down. I say it slowly, repeat it slowly, savour it slowly, and work to digest every word. Many times I have to stop and start over again because I've forgotten where I was. get hung up on that part about bondage of self. Where does it exist? Thus far, I've climbed past my ex-husband, my wayward daughter, and the guy in the meeting who grandstands. Then I'm back to the beginning, knowing any bondage of self is of my own making. 
the biggest thing I have to remember is that I'm not in charge. And saying rote prayers keeps me in my head. It can become so automatic that I don't even remember what I'm praying for. Sometimes, during a meeting, I'll drift off to my own meditation. There are quiet times nobody is talking, and I take the opportunity to close my eyes and slowly begin, God, grant me the serenity, or God, I offer myself to thee. Another trick is to visualize a best outcome of things that bother me. I want my wayward daughter to come to AA. However, she is strong-willed and tells me Heineken's light will suffice. I visualize her at her own meeting, partaking of what AA offers and going to AA activities. I end up giving her a mental hug and courage to be the best person she can. This beats agonizing or worrying about her drinking. I also don't manufacture resentments by trying to control her. Lately, there has been one of those meeting outliers who has his own agenda and works to change our AA meeting from the inside out, starting with my meeting. What I've done is generate love and tolerance towards this person. I can meditate on his well-being praying that he'll see the light in his time, not mine. Prayer and meditation keep me connected to the will of my HP. I asked my sponsor, how does one's HP hear a prayer? And does it do any good? Apparently, the HP is beyond us all. The only way we know of its effectiveness is by equating it with sharing. When I share at a meeting... I don't know if it affects others and can't really tell how it might be received. The one thing I do know is how I feel relief and the knowledge, the intuitive thought that I can now continue with my life. The next story chronicles the leaps of faith taken in sobriety. Hi, my name is Carman. The leap of faith... Someone told me eight months ago, it's time to take a leap of faith. God has walked with me through some hard times in my life and put me in a job that I had been in for eight years, off and on. This job came with security, benefits. I feared leaving this job, but I was dying inside because I couldn't show my true self and skills. I was going back and forth with looking for a new job for about two years. I became so depressed that my doctor put me on antidepressants. I spoke to many people and I even asked God to send me a sign what I should do. The sign came through a voice from a person I didn't even know who said, it's time to take the leap of faith because you're holding yourself back. Don't worry about the securities and benefits. God has been walking with you all this time. He's not going to let you down now. So I did. I got a great new job with more money than I ever made in my life. And it felt good. But I was still taking the meds. 
As time went on, this new great job became the worst job and just recently I decided to quit due to my health. I started having headaches, stomach cramps that made me miss a lot of my work. Right before I stopped working, things in that part of my life started to improve and the doctor helped me wing myself off the meds. But I needed out of this job. I quit, then began to regret my decision. Then things started happening that I could never have predicted. See, I was going back to school in November and it got pushed back five times. As soon as I quit the job, my schooling was approved. I found out I could start in two weeks. My son's hearing aids are fully covered under a plan I didn't know I paid into. My monthly rent for my apartment was actually reduced as I looked for work. So soon I have an interview working for another school district, not too far from my house. I also got a call for a job working for Apple in the same subject I studied in. The moral of this story is even though I didn't have any income currently and I didn't have a backup plan, I was happy. I felt free, free of the burdens of failure and disappointment. Not only did I take one leap of faith, I took multiple ones. And I ended up with a better job than I started off with. I believe you can do anything you want in life, whether it's stopping drinking or drugs or finding a new place to work. You can take the leap and know there will be help to support your success while you work to achieve your goals. Now, I wrote this story last year in 2019. This year, my life took another leap of faith and I actually quit the second good, good job and had a moment where my sister got into a really bad car accident and I had to care for her and do things that I had never done before. But in this process, it humbled me. I had everything I needed because God and the support of my family and friends were there. I wasn't worried about working until I got a call from the job that I left two jobs before where I was unhappy at, called me back, offering me another position within that school district, which I'm currently working. And I'm overjoyed and humbled with the decisions that I made. <laughs> In the next story, an AA reflects on the effects that Alcoholics Anonymous has on one's life. Trust the Process by Rick R. Why the program of Alcoholics Anonymous works so well on the disease of alcoholism is hard to fathom when we first arrive. Most of us are confronted with the idea that our perception of life had been wrong from the start. Issues like faith, higher power, insanity, surrender, denial, guilt, and shame had to be revisited to see where past thinking let us down. We painted ourselves into a corner in life. Some of us become open to the idea we may need outside help. When we go through this process in the spirit it's presented in the Big Book and the 12 and 12, wonderful things happen for us. When I first entered the AA program, I tried to look forward to see how it could influence my life. Today, it's much easier to look back at the way the program worked for me. 
I wish there was a way to package it and give it away. But as I look back on my own experience, I realize each one of us is conditioned differently. Few of us can envision what the end result will be. If we did, we could cut right to the chase and never look back. In the beginning, we usually spend most of our time coming to terms with the most obvious symptom of alcoholism, the drinking. I was no exception. Unfortunately, many of us never get deeper into the program where most of the healing takes place. Some of us find happiness, peace of mind, and other things which we're lacking in our lives. To acquire them, we must get serious about the process of recovery. This does not mean we will not experience joy and peace until we complete the process. Not at all. Every time we uncover another piece of the puzzle that barred us from being at peace, it allows us to free up that part of our mind that has been wrestling with that issue. We can finally put it to rest. The day-to-day improvement in self-esteem is reward enough to inspire us to address the next issue that needs attention. One by one, we resolve these matters as we trudge the road of happy destiny. Another natural result with this new awareness, we refrain from making the regretful mistakes of the past that caused our discontent in the first place. Replacing the wrongs with the rights, you might say, doubles the pace of our growth. We only live once, and it would be a shame to spend it with that awful mental grinding that goes on between our ears when the solution is right before our eyes. If we spend all of our mental energy obsessing on not drinking one day at a time, we can do this for years and then, one day, just pick up that drink. A drink has no appeal to alcoholics who are at peace with themselves and with others. Why waste the only life we have when the answers are laid there at our feet? Don't get stuck in the rut of complacency. Trust this process and ask yourself if you've been thorough with all 12 steps. If not, I recommend revisiting those loose ends and dealing with them. Give this a try and you won't regret it. The final story brings the listener along to 1AA's home group. The AIP Meeting by Eric S. The Anything is Possible group meets 5 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and 1 to 2 p.m. weekends. This AA meeting at Congregation Sheriff Israel, CSI, has blossomed into a popular and meaningful event seven days per week. Our meeting's roots began at New Outlook, a clubhouse similar to the Dry Dock that was open from noon to 10 p.m. It provided a home for many of us in recovery. When New Outlook closed in December 2016, our established AA group started to wander like nomads in the desert. We started a meeting at noon at the Macedonian Church near our old club, but we had no meeting to attend after long work hours. After a long stay in the hospital where I did a lot of thinking, it became apparent we needed a new home. I approached CSI, my religious home, and asked them to provide space for our meeting. A glorious environment, the building opened in 1904 and is the oldest Reformed Jewish synagogue west of the Mississippi. The beautiful stained glass windows and old-time architecture provide a very spiritual setting. We negotiated, and CSI was willing to give it a try. 
And soon we all became intertwined and our meetings started to provide a new vibrancy to the temple each evening during the week and on weekend afternoons. We began with a well-attended Monday group of 20 people or so. My friend Freddie S. suggested the name Anything is Possible. Thereafter, the meetings were attended sparsely, some with merely two members. Fortunately, a popular old-timer, a regular from New Outlook, was instrumental in establishing our new meetings at CSI. I will be forever grateful to Kurt for setting up and filling commitments, formatting notebooks, establishing a phone list, a newsletter, literature, all the things that make meetings successful. At the time, I didn't realize how vital this was to the future of the meeting. When we had been around for six months, we qualified for entry on the aasfmarin.org schedule. We appeared as the first 5 p.m. meeting in the list. Anything as possible begins with the letter A, providing a primo location. Many of the oldest old-timers began to appear regularly. Newcomers started coming too and continued to come back. There are now 15 to 20 members at most meetings, and sometimes, from time to time, there are as many as 30. Anything as possible has helped many AAs in the San Francisco recovery community. I am extremely grateful to have the continuing opportunity to participate in the growth of this wonderful meeting along with Kurt, Nancy of CSI, and everyone who contributed to our meeting success just by showing up. Eric S. Thank you for joining us today for The Point. The Point publishes original articles, interviews, reviews, poems, photos, and illustrations with a local SF Bay Area focus. Our current issue can be found at aasfmarin.org slash the point. That's the point. T-H-E dash P-O-I-N-T. The website also provides a link for those who are interested in contributing.